Buffalo's power play only two for their last 21. The Rangers have killed 16 in a row to Homo Tarasenko. What oh, a fuck shot! And he scores with an unbelievable one-handed tuck-in goal! And the Blues have tied the game on a highlight real goal! These hands are sick. That is some play right there. Vladimir Tarasenko finds himself in the high slot area, and then he works himself away from Corey Crawford. He's got time. He's got an opportunity. There is definitely a lot of Tarasenko talk in this episode. It's pretty easy to decide to, to do a little Tarasenko open. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is uh, Season 7, Episode 10, Franchise Episode number 143. We got... A good one for you, I think. I say we, but it's really just me at this point. It's been me all summer, but I like to think Kurt and Bill are there in spirit. The show has been doing very well, uh, and I want to thank everybody for listening. I I really mean that. Um, We've actually been doing better this summer than we've done in a long time, if, if ever. It's kind of shocking, really, but at the same time, I guess it's not, because we've had some really awesome guests this summer. So, thank you for listening, and uh, thank you for tuning in every week. It's uh, it's It's been a lot of fun for me, and it seems like everybody's responding well. I wasn't going to do the summer interview series unless people liked it, and by the download numbers and the view numbers... Seems like people like it, so I'm going to keep doing it, at least until uh, uh, training camp starts. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm going to parlay that into talking about how you can rate us a five-star rating on iTunes. We've gotten a a fair amount of people who have uh, rated us already on iTunes, and I want to thank you for that. If you haven't yet, please do, if you listen on iTunes. Let us know what you think. Uh, Hopefully, again, it's a five-star. But if not, we still want to hear what we're doing wrong, we're doing right. Uh, Five stars, great. Please, five stars. But if not five stars, just just tell us what's going on. We want to hear. We want to be able to improve the show whenever possible. Please also remember that you can subscribe on iTunes to the show. That does kind of help people find us, as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and Plex. We're working on a couple other places to get on uh, for the upcoming season, but as of right now, those are the major ones you can find us, as well as uh, the other podcasting platforms that pull from those places, uh, including like Podcast Republic and 
uh, places like that. So you can find us on those too. So thank you for listening. Any way you find us, thank you. And of course, you can also check us out at letsgoblues.com slash radio. That's where every show is posted. So if you've ever missed any, please check that out. And uh, you can find all the past episodes, whether it's uh, the regular shows Kurt, Bill, and I do, or if it's any of the other summer interview series that you have not listened to yet. Another quick reminder about the Stanley Ponder Cup Memorial Tournament. It benefits Be The Match Foundation, as well as the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. It will be held this year, Saturday, November 17th, from 2 o'clock p.m. till 10 o'clock p.m. The bar is open till about 1, which I'll be there until then, so make sure you stop by and have a drink with me. It's at Queenie Park at Midwest Sport Hockey. Uh, if you're wanting to play, sign-ups are open over at dropinstl.com. Go over to the 2018 SPMCT Tourney tab and uh, just scroll to the bottom there. There's a spot for paying your tournament fee and filling out a player questionnaire. That will get you into the tournament. And if you are a company or if you know a company that's interested in possibly giving to this cause and, and helping with our raffle with that, please contact me at jponder. 94 at gmail.com and uh, I'd, I'd love to have you anything you can provide is is gravy for us um, and again if if you're not familiar with the tournament there's a great raffle that goes on there's a 50 50 and then there's also just a ton of really cool items we get every year usually a couple hockey jerseys as well as uh, just just very random assorted gifts we've had a fire pit in the past we've had lotions we've had i mean it's crazy the the extent that people have gone to get us really good items for this and just a a random assortment that uh, even if you're not a hockey fan plenty of cool stuff and and again all the money goes to benefit be the match and leukemia and lymphoma society if you can make it out we'd love to have you my guests this week include two men from the four-man panel of the Blue Line podcast, AJ and Brian. We discuss how they're associated with Alt 104.9 in St. Louis and uh, working with Tony the Whipping Boy. If you're a uh, local St. Louis patron, you've probably heard of this man, at least if you're an alternative rock fan. He used to be with 105.7 The Point. Now he's one of the lead guys on Alt 104.9, Tony the Whipping Boy. He's the host of the Blue Line podcast, and he, uh, again, has a four-man panel with him. AJ and Brian, two men on that panel, uh, join me to talk a lot of blues hockey. We also talk a lot of NHL. These guys are are educated hockey fans, NHL fans, and they want to talk a lot of hockey whenever they can. So it's not just blues hockey that you're going to get out of this episode. A lot of NHL talk, which was a lot of fun for me. So we play a game of Who Said It? Basically, it's a very easy game in terms of explaining what it is. I give a quote from the past season of Blues Hockey, and they have to guess, or educated guess, who said it. You know what? Let's uh, let's stop me from talking here, and let's get to AJ and Brian. Here's my interview with two of the gentlemen from 
the Blue Line Podcast, which is associated with Alt 104.9. This is Jeff with Let's Go Blues Radio, and today I'm joined by AJ and Brian from the Blue Line Podcast, which is directly associated with Alt 1049 in St. Louis, and is hosted by Tony the Whipping Boy, a famous broadcaster in the St. Louis area. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, man. So anybody who's listening to your show knows that there is a panel of about 28 people uh, what is the actual number of people on the panel? Uh, standard four, if you include Tony. Tony's more of our uh, host. Right. Yeah, he doesn't give his opinion a lot. It's more you guys. Yeah, he, yeah we're very opinionated. Yeah, and he, he really that, – that was always kind of the point of the show was just to kind of have us three. And he's really the kind of the mediator because we could honestly – we, we could talk about the same topic for hours. Uh, so he kind of reels us in every once in a while and just kind of moves us along. That's kind of Tony's job. Awesome. Yeah. So I, Brian and I talked about this off air, but uh, how did you guys get to meet Tony and how do you all know each other? And, and uh, where, where's the roots of this show at? Uh, so, yeah, essentially we, we all used to work at uh, Charter. Uh, Jesse, AJ, and I actually still do. Um, but we all actually worked in the call center and, uh, Tony, the whipping boy actually worked there when, when, uh, you know, the, his show moved out of town. Uh, so he worked there, uh, with us and we would sit around and, you know, when the phones aren't ringing and you're just able to kind of sit there and talk about whatever. And, uh, we would just sit there and talk about hockey. And that was always what we, what we focused on. And, uh, Tony one day said that, you know, one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to have a podcast with you guys. And uh, when 104.9 came came into town and Tony's working with them now again, uh, he had the means and the ability to uh, get us all together. So uh, before last season, he, he said he asked us all if we were still interested and, and we all uh, were 100 percent were. I mean, I don't want to speak for AJ, but um, and, and it's been a, a, so much fun. It's, 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 oh, been, yeah. it's been great. Yeah, we were all on board pretty quick. So. Uh, how often do you guys record during the season? We try for once a week. Um, sometimes doesn't quite happen that way just with schedules. Um, but yeah, usually we try them once a week. Do you guys, you guys all get together for the shows, right? You're all in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all in the same studio. So that means if we get really mad, we can just punch one other right then and there. We actually have to wait until we see each other the next time. So occasionally Brian has to walk away from the mic. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes AJ says some weird stuff and I just got to walk away for a little bit. So. Some of it doesn't even make it onto the podcast. No, it's, it's terrible. It's good to know. There needs to be an outtake reel, I guess. There, there, there would be probably more outtakes. It'd be a longer length than what we actually release on the podcast, just because uh, we're we're all kind of we're, we're all pretty ridiculous sometimes. So yeah, Tony makes us stop talking when he's not recording because he says we waste all the good material. <laughs> I actually uh, just had Smash on from uh, KC95, and we started talking before, and he, uh, he he actually said, what are you doing? Record this, man. Like, this is good stuff. And I'm like, yes, sir. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. you take that advice. <laughs> yep. that's, that's, that's what we try to tell Tony, but he has this whole format, and we, we just kind of let Tony. Tony's structured Tony. gentleman. Yeah. We so are. Structured radio guys. Jeez. I know. The nerve. We're just rowdy hockey fans. That's the way I see it. 
So uh, you guys kind of, you know, obviously you bring a lot more to the table than, uh, or a lot, a lot of different things to the table than other blues podcasts do. But something I've noticed, and, and we, again, kind of talked about this before we got started, you guys talk a lot of uh, uh, just around the league, NHL stuff. Um, when you guys were talking, I imagine at some point you talked format, how you're going to do this. Um, what was that conversation like? Did you guys decide pretty quickly we're just going to talk blues and then talk NHL or, or was there a lot of ideas thrown around the table? Yeah, I think uh, it wasn't necessarily right away, but after a few episodes, you know, you kind of get a, a feel for what you want and what you want to put out there. And I think we kind of all came to the idea that it'd be nice to talk about the rest of the league because while it's not directly blues related, it is indirectly related. You know, when you start getting down to the playoff picture and, you start seeing some of those names pop up that you were talking about earlier in the season. And I, I like the full picture personally. I can't speak for everybody, but I really like to talk about the rest of the league because it completes the picture. Yeah. And, and to kind of continue what AJ was saying, you know, we, we aren't just blues fans. We are, we are all four of us major blues fans, but uh, we're all hockey fans. And, uh, you know, we keep, we keep tabs on the entire league. So we just want to, we just want to share that knowledge as well. Uh, with with other people and and because you know you know some of our listeners may not really keep tabs on that and they and they may not really know that you know Nashville you know Nashville five six years ago was was kind of bubble team and and now they won the president's trophy so yeah. uh, it's one of those things where uh, we just we just want to share share our knowledge with with our listeners yeah and we like to update everybody as to when Yori Latera gets a point so about every four to five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Give him an update. Yeah, it took it took it took long. It, <laughs> it took, took a long, long time to get that first one. Yeah, and then we had uh, we have, we have a segment. Where in the world is Tyratty? Tyratty, uh, yeah. Uh, like Edmonton. Edmonton, actually, yeah. Press box. <laughs> the answer is always press box. What, yeah, what press box is he in tonight? <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, we uh, we actually had a, a Flyers writer come on our show and. Uh, talked about Yori Laterra and uh, she was not happy. She uh, she talked about how much she loved Braden Shen and how that was the worst trade in Flyers history. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a topic I think on every Blues podcast. Yeah, it really makes you scratch your head and say, "What were you thinking mm-hmm. when you sit I mean, down to sign that paperwork? What is going through your mind?" Even even considering Morgan Frost looks like a really good player, and I, I can't remember the guy they drafted this year with with our other first round pick, but. Um, I, the Braden Shen is worth Yuri Laterra and two first round picks, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's a stud, and I can't wait to see him again this year. Well, not only that, I think it's also that he that trade is worth it. It's worth losing the two first round picks to get Yuri Laterra off the roster. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot of people, they look at what's what's get what you get in a trade, but you also kind of have to think about what you give away. Yori Laterra was almost like a, people say sack of potatoes, but really he, he didn't do much for the team outside of his first six months. So that's true. Outside of that first half of that first season, he was with us. He really didn't do a whole lot. So I think that was a big part of the trade along with obviously the pickup of Braden Shen. Um, I'm okay with giving up two first rounders for that deal all day long. Yeah. Well, and the key with that deal too is, is again, with getting Latera off the roster, it's not, I'm not just wanting to completely shit on Yuri Latera here. It's that 
he was completely misused because he was getting paid what he was. He was getting playing time constantly with Tarasenko, dragging him down. And I think uh, just getting him off the roster and being able to say, okay, no more Yori Laterra on the top two lines. Uh, that was a key, I think, yeah. in that in that deal because that's the only way you were going to ensure that was going to happen. Yeah, because always, you can't pay a guy that much and let him ride the bench. Yeah, I, I always think of Laterra too that everyone kind of was was distracted by the smoke and mirrors of his first season because he showed a lot of promise with Tarasenko. He did show a lot of chemistry, uh, but it was one of those things where. Um, and, and I believe Doug signed him to an extension after that first year. He already had it. He had a, a year before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, still to go on that contract. So, and then an extension, I believe, right? Yeah. So it was one of those things where uh, that smoke and mirrors of that first season. And then yeah. uh, I don't know if it was just that whole thing that, that happens sometimes where you just kind of, you're getting paid, you're good to go. You know, some some may call it Berglund syndrome. I don't really know, but uh, – <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, he just kind of seemed the coast from there on out, and, and just I think he thought that it was going to be as easy as it was the first season, and it just wasn't. The, the NHL is consistently evolving, and you have to keep working uh, to 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 be better, and and that's something that I think Tarasenko has the mindset of, uh, and Yuri Laterra just couldn't keep up with him. Probably not, and that's a good thing that uh, he's gone because yeah, yes. it's uh, we we always talk about too how how the NHL really has become a speed game. And these these centers that don't have the speed just cannot be top line centers. Well, and, and you, you've got to uh, replace and, that and speed with some other kind of quality. Speed. Yeah, oh, sorry, exactly. you. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, but you, if you don't have the speed, there are centers out there that do well, not amazing, um, but they they have other qualities that make them more valuable. Um, it's painfully obvious with some of the older guys. You look at Joe Thornton; he still contributes to his team. Yeah. Well beyond what Laterra contributed to ours, but he doesn't do it with speed. He does it with experience and some net front presence. David Backus, it's not a slow guy, but he's not abnormally fast either. Um, does the same thing, net front presence, good quality leadership. And he, he, he gets in there and does some dirty work along with that. So if you're not going to be a speed guy in this game as a center or a winger, you're going to have to contribute other places. And I, uh, I can already tell I like you guys. We, we jumped right into the hockey talk. I got a bunch of questions I was wanting to ask you about your show, and we're already talking hockey. So uh, sorry, that's, no, that's good. That's great. So, but but I want to ask my next question. Um, what do you think of the Pittsburgh Penguins? Oh well, Brian's probably got a whole notebook of stuff he wants to say. Sidney Crosby <laughs> in hearts and all kinds of cute drawings. But uh, I, I'd let him take it. Let him speak for uh, me. Hey, you know what? Good, good, good on Washington for finally slaying that dragon. I think, uh, uh, I can, we can, as Blues fans, relate two years ago when we finally beat Chicago in the first round. Oh, um, man. yeah. It, it, it feels so good to slay that dragon. Um, and, and Washington took it all the way. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say. I, I mean, I, I, the Penguins are going to be good. I think, um, you know, um, What's their goalie's name? Um, Murray. I think he is going to be a lot better. He had that uh, terrible tragedy with his father passing away. Um, so I think that last year is just a one-off situation. Yeah, definitely got to have a rebound year for Pittsburgh to to be a contender. But, yeah, I do think they will have a slightly better year this year. And the fact of the matter is, is they have two of arguably the best hockey players in the world 
and Evgeny Malkin. Say their names. Crosby. So. Oh, Crosby. Huh? <laughs> no, I agree with Brian. I mean, when you have when you do have two names of that caliber on your squad, it's hard to be bad. But then you add a couple guys on there. You know, Latang, obviously a great contributor from the blue line. Um, Gutzel's very good. Um, young guy. Going to be around for a while. I think he's proven it two years, three years in a row. Is it three years now? Two years. In the playoffs, uh, I think it's – yeah, two, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, and didn't, didn't really miss a step at all. And, you know, that sophomore slump a lot of people talk about. We'll see if he has it this year or not. Um, but I think he'll he'll be just fine, and that definitely helps kind of boost the team having a third offensive contributor in your forwards, along with, like Brian said, two great hockey players. So they're not going to be a bad squad. One of the questions I've been asking other Blues podcasts when they come on, and, and you guys are already kind of showing your answer here, is is um, what makes your show different? from other Blues podcasts. So obviously you have a lot of NHL talk. You guys are knowledgeable about the entire league. But if you're, uh, let's say you're, uh, 1049 comes to you guys and says, tell us why we should be uh, uh, contributing to your show. Uh, well, you know, what? what is something else you guys do that, uh, that might be different from other podcasts out there? Hmm, that's actually a good question. I mean, it's for, for, for me, I think it's just that, we, we try to break everything down into a really realistic and, and just like uh, just like you're kind of shooting the shit together uh, with the listener. It's one of those things where uh, we do have a se- semi-format as we, as we discussed, but it is still really loose. And um, it, it, and we just we, we like to make it almost as if like uh, the listener is in that studio with us and, and, and is able to, uh, to, to just hear – you know, us just just all talk about hockey, this game that we all love. Um, I, I don't think that, um, you know, and, and, and that whole thing about talking about the league, I think is a little bit different. I feel like some other podcasts do uh, do do that, um, do do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there's an example as well. We are also extremely hilarious. very mature. Um, yeah, we we have the, the, the humor of an eighth grader. It's it's amazing. Um, but yeah, no, it's no, seriously though. I think uh, just, just, uh, I think we bring a lot to the table and, and I, and the people that have listened and, and have commented and that do enjoy the show, I think all, all agree that, um, you know, I'm not going to say that we're the best pod blues podcast or the best hockey podcast, because I know there's tons of good ones out there, um, including yours, Jeff. But, um, yeah, I think I think that uh, if you're looking for a, a good podcast that to, to mainly focuses on the Blues but also talks about hockey, you, you can't go wrong with Blue Line. Yeah, I think Brian Brian hit the the main point is we don't try and take ourselves too, too seriously. We don't pretend that we're these hockey analysts that know everything. Um, we're just yeah, we make mistakes all the yeah. time. <laughs> we're just a bunch of friends who really enjoy hockey, and our, our coverage of around the league is. I would say better than the average podcast, um, which I personally enjoy. I know some people probably don't, but I really like the around the league coverage because I am a hockey fan in general. So um, I do like that, but I think that's what separates us from the rest of the, the podcast, especially when it comes to the blues podcast is we cover a little bit more of the league. Yeah. Brian, um, man, I, I gotta tell you, you, uh, you're you're my best friend now. 
saying that I got a good show. I, I appreciate that, man. Oh, man. I, 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 I love your podcast. All, all five listeners that we have, they just, they love it. Well, maybe I'm number six. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you got my mom in there. You got, um, you know, my aunt. Um, do, you like, do, you like, do you like play it in the background in the car just to like, just to get the listens up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. I, um, I, I'm, I'm always just kind of playing it. And my wife's like, are you talking? Oh, no, no, it's me. It's me on the radio. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the radio again. It's okay. <laughs> By the way, baby, did you hear I'm on the radio? <laughs> exactly. That's, I mean, that works every time, too. Yeah. By works, I mean, it's, of the time. oh, my God, you're such a nerd. That's usually the response I get. Um, so you guys, again, you're, you're very knowledgeable about hockey. Again, I, I've listened to your show a couple times. You guys do, uh, again, a, a, from what I think, a, a pretty good job covering the entire league. Uh, but do you guys play hockey at all? Never. Never. I've, honestly, I've outside of like playing in the street as a kid, I've never, never got to play hockey as an actual, like I would say, competitive sport. I I used to play like roller hockey, but uh, I have a really bad problem on ice skates. So uh, I can't even ice skate. My girlfriend can attest that uh, it's it's a sight to behold to see me on the ice. So yeah, it's uh, hey, you know what? I play ice hockey and I can't ice skate. So yeah, there you go. Um, so Jesse guys- does actually. Jesse uh, Jesse's not with us tonight, but he actually does play hockey, and he's actually a hockey coach. He coaches his yep. daughter's team. So. Oh wow, cool! Yeah. How old is his daughter? Oh, fifth grade? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Jesse's probably going to yell at us about that. He's yeah, like, no, she's like thirteen, you idiot. <laughs> the lady, the lady <laughs> is her twenty cyclones. Yeah, the lady cyclones. So the team name. Okay, very cool. She's um, goalie. no, she's she's not a goalie. No, he's he the goalie team. coach. He's the goalie coach. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I didn't know yeah. that. Wow, good for him. He just earned some points in my book. That's Actually, uh, I do think his younger daughter's a goalie. Maybe I don't know. Jesse's not gonna be happy. We're we're not actually friends with each I was, other. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, do you even know each other? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, I so, work with AJ. He works t- he works fifteen feet from me. I don't talk to him the entire day. Oh, of course not. I don't talk to my coworkers. Um. So when you guys were in the street playing hockey, what, who were you? Everyone always, you know, when we're kids, it's always, oh, you know, I'm Mario Lemieux. I'm Brett Hall. Who were you guys growing up? Brian, you got anybody? <laughs> AJ, AJ's putting me on the spot because I'm actually uh, a pretty. He was new... Sidney Crosby. He was out there last week. It's okay. <laughs> I'm actually a pretty new hockey fan. I've only been a hockey fan for about seven years. Um, my girlfriend actually got me into hockey. We went uh, the very first game uh, I went to. Uh, uh, was Blues versus Preds. Ben Bishop was in net. Um, no, she's shaking her head. No, never mind. Maybe not. Um, maybe it was the Blue Jackets game. I don't actually know what even day it is. Um, <laughs> it might not even been a Blues game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Probably that was, was a actually, Penguins game. I guess it was a Lady Cyclones game. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, but um, I do remember, you know, uh, Blues the Blues being around when I was a kid and stuff like that. And I guess I, you know. I usually was the goalie, to be honest, and and I, you know, I couldn't tell you who, who, who I'm showing my lack of knowledge here as far as Blues histories go, but I couldn't tell you who the Blues goalie was. Cujo, maybe. Cujo like, was like probably first, second grade for you. Okay, that no, I was yeah. See, 
I don't know. But yeah, no, I, uh, I, let's just, let's just say Cujo. I was Cujo. Like <laughs> well, <that>. so <laughs> you were Cujo. All right. I'm going to go ahead and probably anger some people here. Martin Brodeur, because I just threw my body around. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, uh, I was, I was a, uh, also a big time, uh, Avalanche fan growing up. Oh. I was Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg, Ray Bork for for a solid season, and uh, Patrick Waugh. Okay, wow. you're you're the embodiment of all of those players. Now you must be pretty well, good. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I've, I'm always hurt because I'm Peter Forsberg, and I uh, I break down barriers between benches, and I'm Patrick Waugh. It's just, <laughs> all the cards in the deck. You're uh, slicing your almost slicing your hand off in a uh, snowblower if you're Joe Sackick. Yes, yes, no, <laughs> that would well, be that's, that's impressive. No, I you know I'm sure people hated the Avalanche back in the day. I didn't. Um, I was mad when they beat the Blues in 2001 in the Western Final, but man, that was a that was a hell of a hockey team. But but watching Ray Bork lift the cup was uh, was pretty cool. Even it was 11 years old for me. So, I mean, let me think. I would have been uh, carry the one. <laughs> I was sixteen when that happened. Yeah, that was. Uh, no, that was. I mean, that that is a memorable moment. I mean, that as a hockey fan, that's something that I'm going to remember. You know, when I'm in my eighties. Yeah, uh, the one I'll tell you the one the one of the first big memories I have of hockey is sitting on the edge of edge of a bed, like two feet from a TV watching the Blues play the Sharks in the playoffs when Mika Kippersoff came in oh, yeah. off the bench as a, almost, not what I want to say nobody, but he wasn't a starter and just put on a show against the Blues as miserable as it, as it was to watch them lose. That's one of those series that I, the first series I was really into. So that, that was, was probably, was that 2001? <sighs> 2000, I think they had Steve Shields. And Nabokov was the backup. So that might have been a one. I, I could be wrong though. Either way, I remember that too. Those, as I said, that was uh, that was my team. I say that all the time. That was the team that the Blues should have won the cup that year, but they just ran into a destined Avalanche team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna start crying. Let's let's move on. <laughs> um. So I, I kind of want to. So we're gonna get into a little hockey talk here. Uh, well, we already have, but yeah. more hockey talk. Um, last game of the season, the uh, you know when the Blues lost to the Avalanche, uh, Tyson Berry scores that goal to make it mm. two nothing. That was the offside play that every Blues fan and every almost hockey fan will tell you was offside. What was your guys' opinion? Offside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, unfortunately, this isn't a great topic because there's not a lot to talk about, in my opinion. Because <laughs> I think it was pretty clear. It's was that Matt Duchesne missed call a few years back. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like seven feet past the line. That's the whole reason we have the offside challenge now. Yep that 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 made me upset. Much like the um, was it Detroit the broken stick in overtime or oh yeah Justin Abdelkader I believe yeah. Uh, I, I just remember thinking like, man, like, uh, like I said, I'm a news blues, blues fan, but blues just can't have nice things. Like, no. um, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, I thought it was offside for sure though. Like, yeah, there was you can see white and, and they said, well, you know, it's a grainy image. Well, then why do we have replay if we can't get it right? Yeah. And you have like 
Avalanche fans being like, well, the rotation of the Earth and the Coriolis effect causes the light to display in a way that causes the light to not shine in a way that makes it relevant to this case. No, it's actually true. I've seen that before. <laughs> oh, yeah, the puck was on a different axis than the Earth's spin. Exactly. Yeah, Superman, actually, simple, uh, Superman actually went reverse around the puck, caused it to therefore go back in time. That damn Superman. I knew he was an Avalanche fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about more happier topics. Um, so uh, is Braden Shen going to repeat his success this season as a blue? I I want to say yeah. Um, not just because I'm a Blues fan and I want to see him succeed. Um, Braden Shen has always been that player. He has played for a very up-and-down team. For the Flyers, I mean, they're they're never bad offensively. I mean, with with Giroux on the squad, you can't can't be that bad. And don't don't get AJ starting about cloudy, Santa Cloud. Santa Cloud. But it's very very optimistic. I'd say. I I think there is a chance that he may have a a step back, but even even a slight step back isn't a bad thing. I mean, he had a great year last year on what I would call a subpar Blues performance. Yeah. So if uh, if other sorry, people step up, he picks up a few extra points that he probably wouldn't have had. I think what is important for Shen is also important for Jaden Schwartz. Um, Seventy points is is nothing to shake a stick at. Um, he you know he led the Blues, but um, I think that if Schwartz can stay healthy, and Schwartz really needs to stay healthy this year, um, you know I really think that. Shen could kind of uh, be in 80, 85. Really, I do. Um, it, it's just the, the the depth that this squad has now and, and uh, the ability to uh, where, you know, we were really kind of a one-line team last year, um, frankly. I mean, yeah. our, I, I think our third line scored, like, five goals last year total. Like, uh, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, it's going to really open up the ability for for Shen Schwartz and, and Tarasenko. I'm imagining they will be probably starting the season together uh, potentially, but um, I really think Shen could could have a career year this year. Yeah, I I agree, and I think I think the same for um, Tarasenko. Obviously, he's coming off a shoulder injury, but as long as he can show up consistently, you know he's going to score twenty, thirty goals, but. Um, I think he's one of those guys. Jenner, where Jenner or Tarasenko? Tarasenko. Tarasenko needs to need, Tarasenko needs to hit forty this year. To, in my well, I, I agree. As I said, if he shows up even consistently, he's going to hit twenty, thirty goals. So if he even has a good season, he'll have a career year because um, the team's been kind of up when he's been down, and he's been down when the team's been up. So they've never really meshed at the point where they both had great years. So his points haven't skyrocketed ever, but. Obviously, he's rated high up on everybody's list for wingers in the NHL. So, but I do think uh, I think Braden Shen will have a good year, and I'm really anxious to see what our newcomers will bring. So, you mentioned uh, Tarasenko. That was actually going to be uh, kind of parlaying into my next question for you guys. Um, you know, I agree with you. I, th- I think 40 goals is a, is a, a pretty good goal for him to try and reach. Does he reach that? And uh, in the same breath, 
Is he and Brian? I know you kind of said you think that he'll start the year with Schwartz and Shen, but do you see him staying on that line? It seemed like maybe there's some talk they're going to try him with O'Reilly. So, what do you guys think? Um, I I agree. I mean, obviously, I said the whole forty goal thing, but um, yeah, I think I think he will. At least he will get close. And and I you know I want to see over thirty five at least. Um, this this team is deeper, so uh, you have to factor in that potentially some goals may come away from from Tarasenko, but he has to get over thirty five minimum. Um, I'd love to see him get forty though. Um, obviously, he can do it. He's done it once before. He had thirty nine the year before that. Or, I'm sorry, the year after that, the year before. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I don't. What what day is it? Um, but yeah. So um, I, I think I think yeah I think he can hit forty and. Uh, to answer your second question, uh, probably not. No, I I really think that uh, I can honestly see Tarasenko, you know, being the wing for O'Reilly and Maroon. I think uh, I just imagine that line, and and uh, I I I had this thing. I I believe I, I said it on the our, our last episode. You know, after the the most recent one, which was like a month and a half ago, whatever. Um, the different, you know, we we brought in Stasny to. Uh, to be that center for Tarasenko. And the problem is, is that Tarasenko, and I am a huge Tarasenko fan. Uh, AJ can, can attest, but Tarasenko is kind of lazy. Uh, people do dog on him for his work ethic. And um, I will be the first to say that, yeah, he needs to work harder. He can't just uh, stand in one spot and shoot that snapper. I have no idea how Alex Ovechkin does it, but he's not Alex Ovechkin. Um but Stasny and him never really had that chemistry together because I feel like Stasny always uh, a great center, uh, but he always kind of waits to see uh, what happens. He's a very reactive player, uh, whereas uh, players like Maroon and O'Reilly uh, are proactive. They make something happen. Yeah, their feet are always moving. Yeah, Tarasenko needs someone like that that is going to go in there, go into the zone, and actually make something happen for him. And that's why I really think uh, O'Reilly is also going to have an amazing year this year uh, because I really think him and Tarasenko are going to be really well together. Yeah, and to Brian's point about Tarasenko being lazy, I don't, I don't like the word lazy there. Yeah, I said, yeah, I, I, I think he's just his mind's not in the right spot when it comes to his offensive play. He's very predictable in a way that is defendable. Guys can easily say, you know what his move is. He goes along the boards and tries to bring that puck back and in and take a snapper. That's, a, that's his move 90% of the time if he's on that right side of the ice coming up. And I think he's got to get away from some of that. Obviously, you've mentioned Ovechkin, but you really can't defend against that play. You just have to kind of hope you can stop the pass or the shot. There's no, there's no, there's no good way to defend against that other than to hope and pray. But – Back to Tarasenko, I do think he he could take a little extra effort in the offensive zone. That would be nice to see, and that would definitely improve his points. So, and I think and I, the the guy puts so much pressure on himself. It, well, he, it, does, he wants he, he wants, wants to, to score the he guy. Wants, he wants to score a hat trick every night. He he is a type of, and I think that's just some some somewhat of his upbringing coming out in him, where. He he knows he he's the stud on this team. He knows that all eyes are on him. Um, that's, been, that's been him since he was a kid. Yeah, and 
Uh, so, but, but there's, there's that extra thing with St. Louis where we haven't won a cup, uh, and, and, and the fans want it so bad and the fans are starting to get really restless now. I think, uh, 52 years is long enough. Um, so I, 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 he, and that's all he talks about is he, is he wants to be the guy that brings the cup to St. Louis. And, and we all know that, that he's capable of doing that. We just need a, a, a crew around him that's also able to kind of. Well, you need somebody to kind of absorb some of that pressure. Yeah, for sure. You know, when Pat Maroon goes out and puts up fifteen to twenty goals, or thirty to forty points, that relieves some pressure from Tarasenko because teams going to have to kind of start spreading out their their defensive pairings and their offensive pairings against you know three different lines that are scoring. That's the idea in the game today, is to have three scoring lines. And if you can kind of relieve some of that pressure, maybe get him a little extra space, he'll start I think things will start to flow for him and a little bit of that pressure will be relieved and he'll be a little more apt to, to make things happen. But yeah, you can see it every night when he's having a rough night, you can see it on his face. He is truly dis I think he is truly disappointed in himself. And I I think that just kind of snowballs on him where he gets to a point when all he can think about is scoring and that just kind of gets in his head and he doesn't, doesn't produce that way. So you guys have uh, already talked a little bit about Maroon. I don't know if he would fall into this category or not, but sorry, um, sorry we're still in your thunder, Jeff. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. This is great. You guys are, you're uh, uh, transitioning into my next questions every time. This is great. Um, Cause this is totally intentional. Uh, we, uh, so yeah, I was going to ask you guys, whether it's a veteran, uh, a rookie, a defenseman, a forward, a goalie, uh, is there anyone you see in particular on this roster or maybe even someone who's not projected to make the roster uh, having kind of a surprise season and stepping in and being a player that we didn't expect at this time? Uh, or it, we didn't expect it now, but we'll be seeing it at the end of the year. Well, that's a tough question. I mean, I think I think as Blues fans, we typically have high expectations. Um, we want to see point producers. Uh, I mean, I, I don't really honestly have anybody that I expect to be in that point, but somebody I would be honestly surprised if they were having a great year is Colton Pareko. I mean, there's a kid who is, is I don't want to say highly touted defenseman, but he is, he's got some good expectations out there and he has yet to live up to them offensively. Um. So if, if he could go out and, and score a few extra goals and put up 30 to 40 points, um, that would be a tremendous season and a huge surprise in my book. Um, I don't, I don't, I think Vince Dunn will do that before Pareko, but that's just me. Um, Pareko's got to stop breaking his sticks too. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, I, th- I don't know what that was going on. I think he went back to the old sticks because it, st- it stopped happening at the end of the season, but, um, yeah, he, Pareko obviously needs to shoot the puck some more. And, and actually Jeremy Rutherford, uh, did an athletic article about, uh, Pareko and, um, Pareko knows that as well, but, um, he's, he's a, he's a guy that sees the ice really well too. So he's always trying to make a play as well. But, uh, I think the whole thing is that, uh, it's almost very Shea Weber-esque Al McKennis, like just shoot the puck, man. Um, well, I mean, that's... Ovechkin does it night in and night out. Pareko's got a shot, at least speed-wise, that trumps Ovechkin. Yeah, he can work on the accuracy for sure, too. It, uh, 
he, he had a ton of misses last year. So famous Wayne Gretzky quote, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take, Michael Scott, Wayne Gretzky. Um, <laughs> um but, uh, for me though, I think a surprise, like what people might be surprised with, is actually Tyler Bozak. Um I I was a little disappointed on July first when uh they signed Tyler Bozak. Uh, because at that point, I think like many Blues fans, we thought that, uh, that's, well, there goes O'Reilly. We're not getting Ryan O'Reilly. Um, and then Doug, hold my beer, Armstrong, uh, obviously made the, uh, O'Reilly trade happen. Um, which, which I know a lot of Blues fans are, are really big fans of, including myself, but, mm-hmm. um, we overpaid for Bozak. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Five yeah, years at three years, uh, three years for five million per. Uh, the problem is, is that centers get paid, um, and you had a con or a, a cap extension. Yeah, on top but of that, so it makes it worse. I really think him being a third line center is going to be great. Uh, the dude just puts up like forty points a year, uh, and that's great for a third line center. And I think having uh, Perron and Steen, I mean, that's going to be a tough line to play against. Well, so yeah, Perron coming off a career year, I agree. 100% there. Yeah, and I'm not even a huge David Perron fan. And and and, and to, to, to be fair, Perron careered it just like everyone else in Vegas careered it. Uh, Vegas is a, is a whole another story of just things that are going to go down in sports lore for years to come. Uh, but yeah, I really think that, that a third line of Steen, Perron, and Bozak is going to be a line that is going to be just big and tough and 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 kind of fast. I mean, Bozak's not the fastest guy, uh, but but he plays fast if that makes sense. So well, he uh, plays a, he plays a, a quicker pace game, likes to move the puck up ice as opposed to dilly dallying around the neutral zone, which I absolutely despise. And 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 what I like too is that Bozak and even O'Reilly, um, they do what we actually haven't had since like. Brower and Bacchus and they actually go to the front of the net. Um, I think they want to be. Yeah. And I think yo kind of wanted like Steen to do that, but Steen never has done that because he's always kind of had Bacchus doing that. So um, I think it's one of those things where that it's that we're just going to have that net for net for net front presence again. Uh, Maroon as well is another good example of, of someone who likes to go straight to the front of the net. So uh, yeah, Bozak is Bozak is my surprise player of the year. I like that. That's a good good call there. I'm actually with you. That's what I said when when uh, I, I was with you, Brian. When when they signed Bozak, I thought, really, that's it. That's going to be our our big center acquisition. Uh, but then when they brought in O'Reilly and it slots him down to the third line, second line if there's an injury, which isn't bad. Um, yeah, I think that's a it's just an excellent excellent center depth the Blues have now. I mean, they can actually say they can match the Predators and, and the Jets in terms of uh, skill down the middle of uh, the ice. And, I mean, the Jets got technically a little bit weaker with losing Stasny. Yeah. I think I think uh, that my, my girlfriend just laughed. She's not a big Stasny fan. So, oh. By the way, uh, I know he only got like two years, but what did he get paid in Vegas? Like 6.2 or something like that? Like Stasny just gets paid wherever he goes. It's kind of It's kind of crazy. I want to know who he's, who's he going to pass to in Vegas. Carlson. Carlson, I guess. And Marcia <laughs> I mean, if they, I, I don't know. My, I like those two guys a lot, and I think Carlson's going to have another good year, but I don't think he's going to 
Mirror. I don't think either one of year. those guys touched their year last year. No. I don't I'm think they every, everyone in Vegas careered it. Every single person. I, yep. I don't know. I don't I mean William Carlson's Except a guy Flurry. I could his flurry is Flurry is one of the best goalies. I, William Carlson and Marsha Shaw are both guys I can see hitting big numbers, but I don't think they're gonna do it this year. I don't think that Vegas team got better. I think it got worse. Losing James Neal. James Neal, Perron, guys who had great years that they can't expect to live up to. Um, well, James Neal, just, keep, James Neal scores wherever he goes. He gets like 25, 30 goals a year. Yeah, but he had he had how many last year? I don't know, 30. Like early Penguins numbers last year. I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now. While you're doing that, I want to move on to uh, goaltending a little 25. bit. 25? 25 goals. I said 25. I said 25, 30 goals. I know. <laughs> so you guys can't hit each other here because we're in a hangout. I can try. I'll try. tomorrow. <laughs> um, so, so for me, and I know a lot of Blues fans would say this, the biggest question mark is probably in net with Jake Allen. Um, you know, he finished the year, I thought, kind of strong in that last game. But, uh, yeah, everyone would say, got to do it consistently. Uh, what do you think he's going to do this year? I'll let AJ talk first because he's a he's been an AJ Allen defender for many many years. Okay, so let me let me set the 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 story straight here. It's not that I've I've been a big Jake Allen defender. I just haven't been putting all of the blame on Jake. Jake Allen was let down by the team multiple times, as well as he was the one doing the letting down. He, I will admit, he did not have a good year last year. He had a very bad slump. But at the same time, I don't think the team was playing up to par, which didn't help. So it kind of magnified his issues. Um, and he is he is the guy who has to either step up or ship out next year because you can't keep riding a goalie who you have no clue who's going to show up. That's not going to win you a Stanley Cup, and I think Doug Armstrong is getting to the point within the next three years is our real shot. You know, you got guys like Kyrou Thompson coming up. You don't want to put your hopes and dreams on a goalie who's going to have a bad slump in the middle of the year and may not recover. But yeah, he is your guy that needs to show up this year. I th- I think with O'Reilly, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, I think with Allen too, there's really no more excuses. Uh, the oh, yeah. team he ran out last team year. drastically better in front of him. They, on paper, obviously the record right now is zero zero and zero, so we don't really know. But we can we can we can stay, and it looks like there's going to be a lot more scoring this year. Um, I believe the Blues only had like 214 goals this year, which is just not yeah, good with a super hot October um, November. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in October November, the Blues were leading the league, the best team in the league. So. Um, and Jake Allen was with them. So, um, yeah, I, I think, and he knows that it sounds like he maybe has gone and seen like a, or is seeing a sports psychiatrist. So, um, which a goalie that, uh, uh, also in not, he didn't have as bad of slumps as things like that as Jake Allen, but that, uh, also went and saw a sports psychiatrist is Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, and, and we all know how good he is. So. Um, yeah, and it, it's it's weird. Like you'll see it, you'll have goalies years that just show up. I mean, Andrew Hammond did it in Ottawa for how many straight games along along a tough stretch. Yeah, and Scott Foster did it for half a period. Man. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he shut him out. It's okay. 
but um, I I think Jake Allen, the hopeful person in me says he's going to have a good year, not great, but good year. You know, he won't he probably crack the top ten, but not far if he does. And he doesn't have he doesn't have a Brian Elliott or a, or a Carter Hutton backing him up anymore. Chad Johnson is a very good. He's, uh, he's as, he is as capable as Carter Hutton was coming to the squad. Um, I just think he's played for a really terrible team in Buffalo. Well, yeah, and you can argue that Robin Leonard is going to probably have a way better year on the island as well. But yeah. Chad Johnson, <laughs> I just don't. Carter Hutton had better numbers than 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 them. Than for, okay, he played for Nashville. Yeah, but not. But when he played for Nashville, they weren't like amazing. And the fact of the matter is, Pekka Rene was still getting, you know, forty plus starts. You know, almost fifty well, starts. Well, he got most of his starts when Rene went down with that weird hip infection. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Was it a staph infection that he had? Yeah, some kind of staph infection. I don't know, but I I don't think Chad Johnson is any less capable than Carter Hutton was coming to the squad. Carter Hutton had a career year last year by far. I'd be surprised if he ever lives up to those numbers again. Um, but more importantly, I, I think Jake Allen is is the question mark that looms over the Blues right now. Um, Second, obviously, I would team. Yep, go. Good, no, go ahead, AJ. You can finish. Right, I was going to say, obviously, if your team shows up and performs as you you expect them to, and Jake Allen has this slump again, he's got to go. And in I my think- opinion. I think too. Uh, I was gonna say something else, but I re- I don't even think Jake Allen has to be amazing. Jake Allen just no, has to be like league average. Like yeah. that's it. That's all. That's all Blues fans even want right and now. If he, We're just like crack- just, we just want a nine, ten, nine, ten save percentage. That's yeah. all we want, man. None of this nine oh three and two point no. GAA. Like we he's want- facing twelve shots a game and giving up a goal. You know, I'm good with that. But this blue squad last year didn't didn't show that. We were giving up twenty to thirty a game. So I think we need to crack down on that definitely um and get back to those low twenties, high teens numbers for shots against. And and my second question mark, and I'm sorry, Jeff, if you're about to talk about this, we keep oh, no, good. For all episode. My other question mark, and I would say it's almost as big as Jake Allen, because everyone kind of knows what Jake Allen's supposed to do. Everyone Jake Allen knows what he's supposed to do. It's Robbie Fabry. I mean, we got him at a hell of a deal at, was it, 925? For uh, a year. For, for a year. But the fact of the matter is, and I think it's unrealistic to, to, to say that he's going to get 40 points this year, 50 points. Do you even think he's going to get 30 games? That's that's another, that's the other question. But we're not losing anything if he does get re-injured. No, no, I agree. If he does get re-injured. I'm just saying that, like, if he can, – can you imagine – the, the 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 depth that we're gonna have because it's almost like he hasn't been around for like a year and a half almost two years so it's one of those things where if he actually does score like 20 25 goals uh gets like 40 points this year that's gonna be insane and i i mean that's just gonna be a, a huge depth piece and and it's one of those things where uh um <laughs> yeah she's creeping in on you hey Phil, gotta get some camera time yeah Sorry. <laughs> it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, it, it's just going to be a huge depth piece if he actually is able to uh, just just be a hockey player. And I really hope he is because uh, not only just for the sake of the Blues, but 
uh, just for the sake of him, man. He showed a lot of promise, and, and he seemed like a really cool kid. And uh, I just really want to see Robbie Fabry just just back in the league. Well, and I think I speak for Jeff here, barely knowing him, but I think we all do. We want to see him return to the ice healthy. Um, and I I even think when he does return, he's not going to play for second line minutes. He's going to play third, fourth line. Um, he'll probably do a conditioning stint. Um, I'd hope that's where we start him. Because I don't think he's, he's not expected to return until after the start of the season, right? No, he's he's good to go for training camp. Is he really? Let's, yeah. not, let's not see this again. No preseason. Have him on a walker to and from all games <laughs> on the ice. Wheelchair, uh, yeah, in a motorized wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. It's almost devastating when you see him go down for the second time and really makes you question, is this kid ever going to be the same? If he is even close to the same player, I'm happy. Because that's a hard injury to come back from twice. Um, especially back-to-back years, missing almost two full seasons in that time. So uh, I think he's going to have a lot of conditioning to do. He may not even start you know, the first few months of the season, which I, I wouldn't be upset with. As long as he is progressing, I'm okay with it. But I want to see him come back, return, and be healthy. Because I think the heart in that kid is really what makes him great. At least from what we've seen, he has skill. We all know it. But he plays he plays with passion on the ice, which is really hard to get. You know, if you don't have it, you don't have it. He always reminded me a little bit of like a little bit of like Schwartz esque, where Schwartz just has that tenacity to like yeah. Just get in the zone, and 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 like I said, he's Schwartz is another one of those proactive players where he makes something happen. Yep, um, and, and Robbie Fabry knows his job, knows how to get results the way he plays, which is speed and finesse. He's obviously we've we've seen him throw down before. It's not the prettiest sight in the world. Um, hey, he was he was fighting Corey Crawford, man. Come on, <laughs> but uh, um. I I really like to see him out on the ice, and I think it would be a morale boost at least to have him in the locker room. I mean, here's a guy who's obviously friends with a lot of the players because he still spent a lot of time with the team at events and stuff like that, even though he was hurt. Um, And he just seems like, like Brian said, a really good dude. I think he he's missed in the locker room. And I think if you can get him back in that locker room, even skating and warm-ups is a plus. So I'd like to see that this year. And, I mean, if he plays the whole season, you got your you got your Masterson Award winner right there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Calling it. <laughs> He's got to perform. He's got to have his name mentioned at least once a month. Yeah, he's going to – He's gonna. it seems like there's always uh, two or three guys that stand out for the Masterton. So uh, – I think he's definitely an early candidate if he can stay healthy and, and definitely. Contribute. So uh, I want to ask you guys the probably the biggest blues news uh, with it being the dog days of August um, lately has been the uh, the legacy St. Louis Legacy Ice Foundation and Maryland Heights breaking ground on the new uh, f- facility there at uh, off Casino Drive in uh, off 141. Um, how excited are you guys for that to to see this completion and and uh, will it make you take up hockey? 
Probably not. I'm, I'm probably uh, past that age. <laughs> I'm retired, unfortunately. Never played a game in my life, but I am retired. Uh, but to answer your question, I am very excited. Um, as someone who has gone to the Mills um, many a time to see Blues practices, I mean, that place yeah, is just not an NHL caliber. It, may, it maybe was at one point, but uh, the Mills is an extremely sad place, and that, that ice zone is, pre- is pretty sad as well. So uh, to see uh, the St. Louis Blues – pony up and, and, and the community pony up to, to really support this team. It, it, it makes me happy because I feel like um, as blues fans, we, and, and you know, we, the St. Louis people, we always, we love the, we love our Cardinals, but uh, as I, I love the blues and they, they've always been kind of overshadowed by, by the birds on the bat. And it's one of those things where uh, for good reason, I mean, uh, 11 championships is, is, is amazing. Um, but uh, it's one of those things where, uh, it's so nice to see the Blues kind of get something good for once in the community, and and the place looks amazing. The art, the renderings are are beautiful. Uh, there's going to be an outdoor rink, which is amazing. So I mean, I doubt they'll do Blues practices out there, but it'd be pretty cool if they did maybe one or two. I'd be surprised if they didn't hold some kind of meet and greet event or some some kind of event out there. Why have it if you're not going to use it? Right, sort of thing. Um, but I, like Brian said, it's nice to see this happen for the team. Um, me personally, I I hardly went to any blues practices, um, and I spent five years working at the mills. And, <laughs> but, and the mills uh, was just also like I live in South County. It's like it's a long drive. Like this is going to be a way. It was a, it was a long walk down <laughs> from where I worked, but I never made. I just like for me practices. Just it. I don't attend them. I probably won't. Um, that's just me personally. I don't know whatever. Um, but I think it's really good for the team. I think it is a, it's a better location for the fans. Um, and I would only can only assume it's going to be easy, easier to access for the fans since mm-hmm. it is being built kind of with the blues in mind specifically. So I think it will be a little better for fans to kind of enjoy a practice and get to see, you know, your favorite players up close in a little more casual environment. So that'll be really cool, and especially for the young kids that get out there and get and, get the pucks and stuff. That'll be good. And, and like AJ said, it has to have a building, at least one of the rinks designed in a way that is is meant to be attended as a Blues practice facility. Um, Got to talk about my Penguins. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I – one time I went to a, a Penguins practice at the Mario Lemieux Ice. I don't know, something like that. But uh, it, it's built really to be to be the practice facility for the Penguins, and and the the commodities that they have for the fans um, that are there um, is just something that the Ice Zone doesn't does isn't even close to having so no it seemed like the ice zone was just a ice rink that the blues practiced at versus a blues practice facility yeah pretty much so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be really exciting and 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 i'm really i'm really pumped to see and they're gonna it's like a quick turnaround isn't it like next year they're supposed to be done like next fall uh yeah something like that i i don't have the exact date in front of me but yeah they're uh they're breaking ground and they're getting started right away um so yeah it's Hopefully we'll uh, we'll see it here soon. I don't know what the uh, 
the, the current contract is with the the St. Louis Outlet Mall, but uh, hopefully they'll be able to get out of that uh, as soon as this rink's built. Yeah, expected to open September 2019. Yeah, that's a year. Oh. That's fantastic. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I like like you said, Jeff. I don't. I don't know the. Uh, oh, there it goes. So it says they uh, expect the Blues to be there 2020. Yeah. Okay. So. Unfortunately, yeah, I remember when they signed the deal to uh, to play there, and and uh, it was a god, it was a long deal, and I thought, man, they're gonna have a practice facility this long in North County, just seems like a strange spot. Well, it was supposed to be on and popping with the uh, the fancy mall that took off, and <laughs> yeah. crashed like a plane. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. Well, this has been a lot of fun, but we're going to get into a little bit of uh, trivia. That's uh, my key to cue the music when I'm uh, editing the podcast. Um, oh, I just gave away the tricks of the trade. So uh, we are uh, we're going to play a little game, first edition of Who Said It? So the way this is going to work is I'm going to read you a question. There's going to be a quote involved from the past season, so of 2017-2018. I'm going to give you four options for what the uh, who the person is that said it. All Blues players. And if and uh, you guys are going to text me the answers. You have my number. So just send me a text with uh, the letter you think it is. I'll tally them up and, and we'll see who the winner is. Now the winner gets bragging rights. That's all I ever asked for. Sorry I don't have a better prize for you. <laughs> it's the best prize in the world, Jeff. That's right. There you go. I like that. Yeah, you guys are pretty competitive on your show, so I thought this would be a, a good little way to end our uh, our talk here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so first question. So after the Blues missed the playoffs in the final game of the regular season to the Avalanche, this player had this to say about the officials' decision to allow the much-disputed goal the Avalanche scored that many thought were offsides, including the three of us. He said, quote, I don't know what they're looking at. Maybe they need some glasses in Toronto. It's pretty disappointing. I can show you four different angles where it's the half-inch offside. Maybe they're guessing. Maybe they don't want us to get into the playoffs. Was that A, Alexander Steen, B, Doug Armstrong, C, Jake Allen, or D, Alex Petrangelo? All right, both of you are in. We are tied after one round. Who was it? I'm not going to tell you until the uh, very end. Okay. Ah, we, both get it, we both get it wrong. Yeah, yep. we both get it wrong. <laughs> Keeping you guys in suspense. Okay. At the end of the season, who said this about the Blues starting goaltender? Quote, Jake needs to be better. He knows that. We're counting on him to be better. His peaks are really high. We gotta get the valleys a little bit closer. Was it A, Mike Yo, B, Alex Petrangelo, C, Doug Armstrong, or D, Vladimir Tarasenko? I'm confident in that answer. Um, I'm not confident at all. This is all a year ago. Things I've tried to forget. End of the season. Quotes. It still keeps me up at night. <laughs> We are still tied. Hot dog, look at us. We're either smart or dumb. Pick one. <laughs> or or halfway smart and halfway dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our third question. In December, during a scoring drought for Tarasenko, this player said this about the NHL All-Star. Quote, 
The guy gets so pouty all the time, but he gets 25 chances a game. I think he's hard on himself, but he's playing good for us, creating a lot of chances, power plays, getting assists. When he's not scoring, other guys are scoring. He's been great for us. He's hard on himself. You see him complaining, slamming his stick a lot just because he's frustrated with himself. Was that A, Patrick Berglund, B, Paul Stastny, C, Vladimir Saboka, or D, Jaden Schwartz? I don't know about like that one. Yeah, I don't feel so good about that one. That's a tough one. I actually don't remember this quote. Yeah, saying him pouty? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I remember people calling him that, but I guess it's because of this quote. I mean, let's be honest, he is kind of pouty. Oh, God, I'm angered for I. He's super cute when he's pouty. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if Tarasenko so, ever goes missing, we know where to look. So we are still tied after three tied. rounds. We're terrible, I'm guaranteeing it. <laughs> Jeff's um, just never doing this again. He's like, this is the worst mistake. Why? Why am I doing this? Plays white noise. <laughs> uh, so question four. And we're going to have five, but we also have a sixth question in case we need a tiebreaker. After getting into his third career fight in a multi-season career, this player had this to say after getting in a fight against Euler Matt Benning in November of last oh season. God. Quote, yeah, I've had a couple of boxing lessons. It's part of the game, and I don't see anything wrong with it. Was that A, Braden Shen, B, Jaden Schwartz, C, Vladimir Tarasenko, or D, Alex Petrangelo? Might have got that one right. You should have got that right because you were at that game. I was at that game. And that place and not only that, but I have, that is by far my most successful tweet, is I have a still picture uh, you have to follow me on Twitter to go see, but Tony X actually retweeted it and it kind of blew up there. So nice, good old Tony X, love that guy. Good guy. He was my uh, 2,000 follower. Oh, I'm pretty excited that's about that. That's sweet. Yeah, I ha- I think I have a uh, 102, so we're good. I, I <laughs> probably have 12. That was not brag. That was not trying to brag there. I was just saying. Um, okay, so our fifth question... And by the way, we are still tied. You guys are on par with each other. Woo! In the midst of a playoff battle in late January, this person had this to say about the way the Blues should be playing. Quote, yeah, we're desperate. But I would have to think that we're at the point now where our desperation shouldn't be getting trumped by anybody that we're playing. Was that A, Doug Armstrong... B, Alex Petrangelo, C, Braden Shen, or D, Mike Yo. You guys are unbelievable. You're still tied. <laughs> well, I only have one tiebreaker, so hopefully this doesn't. I'm telling you, we're just so bad, we've gotten them all wrong. <laughs> no, I think we got for sure. One I, right. We, got, we one. got one right. I am I'm extremely confident about the Benning question. Well, I watched I watched that fight. I shouldn't shouldn't. That was an amazing game, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it was. I remember that game. That was a good game. Couple goals. I think he got a. I think he got a Gordy Howe hat trick that game, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. All right, sorry, Jeff. You, get, you guys are confident. You, that is the one you definitely did get. I'll give you that. The one. Yeah. Well, maybe more. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So this is your tiebreaker question. I sure hope we break the tie here. So question six. Who did Alexander Steen say this about earlier this calendar year? Quote, 
He was a hero of mine growing up. Being able to play with him, and like I've said so many times before, it's because of guys like him and the other guys that came before us that were in this position that we're in right now. Was that A, Paul Correa, B, Keith Kachuk, C, his father, Thomas Steen, or D, Daryl Sador? Can you, can you say the names one more time? Sorry, Jeff. Oh, come sure. on. It's uh, A, Paul Correa, B, Keith Kachuk, C, his father, Thomas Steen, or D, Daryl Sador? Did you, did you get this one right? No, I have no clue. I just just picked an answer and ran with it. We do have a winner. Hot dog. Drum roll. Oh, we're going to go over the questions first. Oh, okay. We'll find out. All so, right. yeah, you guys know it all relies on the last question. So, the first question, I'm not going to go through the scenarios, but we'll just go through the quotes real quick. I don't know what they're looking at. Maybe they need some glasses in Toronto. It's pretty disappointing. I can show you four different angles where it's a half inch offside. Maybe they're guessing. Maybe they don't want us to get into the playoffs. You both got that correct. That was D, Alex Petrangelo. I remember because Petro was very upset after that game. Yes, he was. He was visibly upset. Most vocal I've ever heard him be, at least in that way. Yeah. The second question. Jake needs to be better. He knows that. We're counting on him to be better. His peaks are really high. we got to get the valleys a little bit closer. You both guessed A, Mike Yo. The answer was C, Doug Armstrong. Yep. I, I feel like I've, I've heard Mike Yo use the peaks and valleys thing before, even back, back in Minnesota, but... Maybe, okay. I knew it was one of those two. I knew it wasn't a player, but I took a stab at it. Maybe uh, Mike Yo wrote Doug Armstrong's end-of-season speech for him. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Uh, so number three, this is the one that uh, none of us seem to really remember. The guy gets so pouty all the time, but he gets 25 chances a game. I think he's hard on himself, but he's playing good for us, creating a lot of chances, power plays, getting getting assists. When he's not scoring, other guys are scoring. He's been great for us. He's hard on himself. You see him complaining, slamming his stick a lot just because he's frustrated with himself. Uh, you both, well, uh, let's see. AJ, you guessed Jaden Schwartz. And... Brian, you guessed Vladimir Saboka. The answer was B, Paul Stastny. Wow. Really? Yep. yep. Stastny, I, I, I thought Stastny would never would have said. I can't um, believe you thought Saboka would say anything about anybody. Yeah, but I thought it was like maybe like a language disconnect. I'm, I'm 90% sure Saboka doesn't even speak proper English. Because <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Maybe that's why. That's the only thing he ever said. Paul Stasny, wow. Yeah, Stasny said that. That was uh, that was shocking to me, too. So question four. Yeah, a couple. I've taken a couple of boxing lessons. It's part of the game, and I don't see anything wrong with it. You both guessed C, Vladimir Tarasenko, and that was correct. Yeah, it was. Uh, so right still, now... I was so mad at AJ for being at that game. <laughs> that was a great game. Yeah, it was. Uh, So you both are tied 2-2 right now. So, fifth question. Um, This was... Yeah, we're desperate, but I would have to think that we're at the point now where our desperation shouldn't be getting trumped by anybody that we're playing. You both guessed Braden Shen, but the answer was D, Mike Yo. So you guys are tied 2-2. 
after the first five questions. And this is where we got ourselves a winner. All right, Brian, here it is, buddy. Uh, This was the Steen quote. He says, he was a hero of mine growing up. Being able to play with him, and like I've said so many times before, it's because of guys like him and the other guys that came before us that were in this position that we're in right now. So AJ guessed B, Keith Kachuk, and Brian guessed A, Paul Correa. The answer was B, Keith Kachuk. Champion. So I missed I missed I missed the part where he talked about playing with them. Yep. Yeah. That was the key. I tried to think of who he could possibly be talking about that he played with and Yeah. Sorry, I got I got a uh, queen in the background right now. <laughs> good job. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dub job. that in. I got, I got a good game, three. Yeah, you got three of six. Oh, can, I, can, can that just be a regular game that AJ and I play? <laughs> we can have you guys on every episode to do that. That'd be fun. Just for that. Done. Yep. Awesome. Well, hey guys, this has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you for on. having us. Oh, yeah, of course. Man. It's it's been amazing. Thank you for so so much, and and keep up the great work. Thank you, you guys too. You got your guys' show is, is very entertaining. Um, but before I let you go, I do want to uh, give you the opportunity to tell my audience how they can find your show, where they can find it, and how they can interact with any of you on social media. Uh, AJ told me this was my responsibility, so um, <laughs> you can find this show uh, via the iHeartRadio app or on iHeartRadio.com. Um, you just have to search in the podcast section for Blue Line, uh, Blue Line Podcast, and you can listen to all of our shows from uh, last season there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Blue Line STL. Uh, you can follow Jesse on Twitter. Uh, his handle is at Blues Rink Rat. Uh, AJ is at More Bush, like the beer, 12. Uh, Tony is at Tony Whip, like Tony the Whipping Boy. And uh, follow me uh, at All Right Light L I G H T. Um, if you want some great gifts, I'm a gift guy. Good to know. Good to know. Um, you uh, did you mention the show Twitter? Yeah, at Blue Line STL. Blue Line STL. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, All right, guys. Um, yeah, go All ahead. Right. Sorry. I was going to say I, I appreciate it. this. Has been a lot of fun and. Uh, Maybe we'll have to, to do a, a combined show or a joint show or something during the season. Yeah, you're more than welcome to come on. I'll, we'll, we'll force we'll force Tony's hand. Yeah, we won't even tell him. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. This is this is our friend Jeff. He's on he's on the show now. Surprise! I'll just I'll dress up like Jesse and then I'll tie him in the closet. <laughs> you got you got to grow about a 12 foot beard, man. Yeah, well, I can do that. I'll just uh, you know I was gonna make a really dirty joke, but I'm just I'm gonna we're gonna stop the podcast here. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks, right. Jeff. Have a good one. So I, again, want to thank AJ and Brian for coming on. That was a lot of fun talking to those two. And the Who Said It game was uh, fun for me to develop and even more fun for them to play. It was pretty obvious, right? They had a good time. I'm going to tell myself they had a good time. AJ and Brian can be found on Twitter at more bush 12 that's bush like the beer that's aj and you can find brian at all right light all right light l-i-g-h-t and then you of course you can find the blue line podcast at blue line stl and a big thank you goes out to 
Smash and Gene Ackman for letting us use Let's Go Blues, the great song. No news on that front yet with the upcoming version of that song, but as soon as I get word, you'll be first to hear about it if you listen to this show. So looking forward to that. Hopefully we'll have a little bit more news about how that's going when September begins here pretty soon. And uh, yeah, I'll be here to pass on any information I get because uh, I know if you're a fan of this show, if you listen to this show, you're probably excited like I am. I'm, I'm, oh, I can't even, still can't get over how excited I am to hear how that song could go. So we'll see uh, if there's any developments with that by the time the next show records. Twitter handles for the show. You can find Let's Go Blues Radio at LGB Radio. The other hosts of this show, you can find Kurt Price at Kurt Price. That's Kurt with a C. Bill Day is at Billy Blue Note. Jeff Ponder, hey, that's me. He's at jponder94. My guest for next week, I'm hoping it's going to be this gentleman. We'll see. Mr. Cam Effing Jansen from 590 The Fan, The Hardline with TJ Moe, which airs Monday through Thursday, 1 to 3, or Friday from 3 to 6. Also, I'm pretty sure he played for the Blues at one point. So Cam is going to come on. Uh, Looking forward to having him. He's a very passionate hockey personality in the area. He's always willing to talk. Blues hockey, NHL hockey, and then just developmental hockey in the St. Louis area. So very excited to have him. Hopefully that'll be on next week. Uh, If not, uh, very soon Cam will be on. But uh, we're still working on a date and time to get him on. But should uh, should be very soon. So look forward to that interview. Well, again, a big thanks goes out to AJ and Brian for joining me. And then, of course, to all the guys over at the Blue Line Podcast at 104.9. So thanks to those guys. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks for all the great feedback we've gotten. And I'll talk to you next week on the next episode of Let's Go Blues Radio.
was hockey. You got to bleed blue. 